You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome into a Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number. A lot of phone calls yesterday. A lot of people stirred up about uh, me saying Texas would go over Alabama if they both won out. Um, I don't know. Head-to-head seems to mean something to me. But we'll see. The, uh, the committee will rank them tonight. And uh, we'll see if that uh, close win by uh texas where they had to go into overtime well that cost them so we're looking at where those guys rank tonight i don't see much difference coming but we will see our twitter account is at locker room 109 at barry sanderson and at wimp sanderson one and the email address for the show is wimp and barry at yahoo.com obviously you can download the tide 100.9 app to your smartphone a lot of people using that chat box uh we got a lot of uh, messages in on that yesterday. Those come to us. We look forward to getting those as well. So if you want to send those to us, uh, Noah will make sure we get those and we'll get them on the air, uh, as well. It's that time of year again. The honeydew list is growing and the projects are adding up, especially when you got the holiday season right around the corner. The time is right to build that new fence deck perkler you've been dreaming about and there's no product better to build than Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so your project will last for years. Head on down to that local dealer. Go to yellowwood.com to find that, and always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Basketball season last night, Dad started. Uh, you always have some upsets. Did you see Mobile beat South Alabama last night? Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to see here with the big teams, older teams playing the teams that are not quite so good, basically speaking, we're going to see lopsided scores. And the reason for that is when they have found a good player in the so-called not smaller schools but less than the majors, those two, those good players will go to a bigger school. And the smaller schools won't have the money to buy other players to bring in for them. So you'll see some lopsided scores uh, because of that one thing. So I want you to understand that. Uh, last night at the SEC, uh, everybody won except uh, except Georgia, and they probably played the toughest team when they played Oregon. They were the only only team uh, in the league to get beat. We'll have Auburn tonight at eight o'clock against Baylor. Get a chance to see how they play. Uh, UAB lost uh, in an overtime. Um, they've got. Um, well, whatever they they got a brand new team. Samford got really crushed by by Purdue. And Michigan State was upset, and Kansas State was upset. And I'm gonna tell you, folks, Louisville's um, they 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 won by one point. I think they, they're gonna have a rough year, and I think this will be the, the last year for ho- hopefully not. I'll like see coaches lose their jobs, but we'll see what happens. Bobby Knight passing; they're putting a patch. Uh, for the rest of the season on the uniforms, and that's good of them to do that since the uh, things happened the way they did. 
Uh, Alabama won 105 to 73, 10 for 23 from the threes. Um, they, you know, they started several people they had last year. Griffith kid and Pringle kid both started. Started. They've got a very good team. Um, we'll see how Auburn plays tonight. Um, but uh, basically, the people that can really buy the teams, they've got the top six uh, in the SEC have got money to buy players with. And that really helps. The one that buys the most players probably is Miami out of the ACC. They're going to be good again. Jim Laranagas in with, with those people down there, and they, they're going to they're going to do very very well. Only other things, I guess, uh, all you listeners better be worrying about Kentucky if you if you're yawning because of Kentucky. I don't. I'm not telling you that it's going to be a close game, but it might be. Um, Cougars won last night, twenty-seven to six, in the pro football. And Michigan has been warned that uh, Jim may get, uh, or they may get some disciplinary action. I wouldn't be surprised, and I may be way off base on this, that that they wouldn't suspend him for several games next year to start the season. That's, I, I'm just guessing that they would they would get they would get him where everybody'd be satisfied, but they would suspend him for he'd suspend him for four or five games next year. I have no idea. Nobody told me that. Probably I'm wrong, but uh, that's about it. And um, that's really about all I have. All right, yeah. Um, just your thoughts. Everybody's, uh, you know, let the body of work play out, but everybody is oohing and on about Grant Nelson. And when you see a long, tall, six foot eleven or whatever he is, kid that can step out and make threes, he also can make free throws, which is very helpful. He was eight for eight from the line last night. Seven defensive rebounds, no offensive, but uh hit uh two of four from three. Uh he also the the freshman they got from North Carolina, a nice line was twenty one minutes, four of seven from the floor. Uh he also uh, made a couple of threes there. Just what's your thoughts about those two newcomer kids right there? Well, I think Nelson's going to be a very good player. I think I think he'll have a little bit tough time with roughness because he's not not he's thinly built. I think he's really got a lot of ability. I think the big kid from North Carolina um, is a wait and see with a lot of work to do. I think he's going to be good. You get the basketball to him around the, the goal, he can dunk it and play. Um, he's a good catch for him. Uh, Estrada plays well. Sears is okay and, and good. So their, their team is going to be good. Um, I think uh, the other five teams in the top of the league, besides Alabama, will be almost just as good this time. they got a lot of players. So I think we all have a really good good league. Uh, I, I meant to get the Kentucky guy on, but did not. I, I, tried, to, I tried to reach up Nate. He didn't return the call, so... Uh, we are where we are. So take a look tonight at 8 o'clock now on ESPN. You can take a look at Auburn. But those two guys, Alabama has good players, and Alabama's going to have another great year. Uh, Kentucky last night uh, yeah. on SEC Network, uh, obviously yeah. uh, had a great second half outscoring New Mexico State 49-17, to but a 40-point win for Kentucky. Uh, did you get a chance to see much of the wild? No, I didn't, I didn't see them at all. I didn't see, I didn't see any, any game at all there. Last night, uh, I just tried to look at the scores, look at some of Alabama when I could. Um, uh, Georgia opening up at Oregon or with, with Oregon in the tournament. Alabama's got four win, four tank teams that they'll win by 
in order to kind of look at their team, which is good scheduling, I think, on their part. And not that they're not that not that somebody couldn't come and beat them. I'm not saying that, but it gives him a chance. He played the 13 guys last night, and so uh, not all of them a whole lot, but uh, box scores. He he played a lot of people, so they're they're looking at their team. They pretty much have an idea what what's going to happen. And the other factor that you have is you have. Uh, in football and basketball, unhappy people. Um, I'm anxious to see, um, without making any comments, too bad, uh, will you have unhappy quarterbacks at Alabama? Uh, being able to handle your, be able to handle your team uh, in, in the best way you possibly can to keep the ones that you have is important. And the, the playing time that you think you're going to get when you get there does not arrive for you, and you get down and you count the number. It is it is a more difficult job. Uh, I've already told you it, it's been tough on me, but it's a more more difficult job now to make people uh, happy, uh, lock, locker room talk, and stuff like that in all sports. Mayberry. Yeah, you got uh, you know. Jalen Milrow is a redshirt sophomore, which obviously he could go out after this year. Obviously, I don't think he will. So he'll no. be back and he'll be the starter next year. I don't care about that kid in California who you're bringing in. Uh, they're, they're spending this much time and this kid is developing like this. So he will be the starter, uh, next year. So now Eli Holstein, uh, Dylan Lonergan, who I think they think a lot of, uh, Ty Simpson, uh, you know, you, just natural. These guys, they look at what these other quarterbacks do. They, that you got to be careful that you transfer to a spot where they need you. Uh, and so I don't, I don't know that they are, but I just think that, that coaching them and trying to keep them. Barry knows Barry on a, on a different scale. Barry has to keep his guys happy. They're not transferring from where he's coaching, but it, it's a mental thing that you have with, with guys and. Your assistant coaches have to do a good job. You just have to try to keep everybody's – your, if your mind is good, you're going to play better. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you just got to develop your role. Uh, you know, kids are so hung up on starting and these types of things. In football, you only really play one quarterback. You can play multiple receivers, multiple linebackers, although Alabama has not gotten a lot of these young running backs in. So uh, the kid from Georgia, you know, he's a kid – that yeah. you got to make sure that uh, he's okay and will wait his turn and be ready. So I, I would think that he is one you don't want to lose, and he because he yeah. could run right over to Athens or somewhere yeah. like that. Ooh, is that correct? Can your quarterback run to Auburn? Uh, there's some people talking about Ty Simpson pops going to Auburn this morning. I didn't. I caught the tail end of it. Somebody, his dad may go there, and Ty may go there. I, it's Ty, the question is: Is Ty Simpson good enough uh, for Auburn to win with? Uh, we don't know the answer to that because we haven't seen him uh, enough. So um, I'm sure Auburn feels like they got to get better, don't you think? Than yeah, I didn't even done. hear the morning show. I just came in my mind as I talked about it because I know how the how daddies are and all. Uh, I think Ty Simpson's a good player. Whether he's good enough to, to win it all, I really don't know. But uh, rather than you know jumping and criticizing him, if you know you 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 try to decide if you're his daddy, what you want him to do. And basically, you don't want him to sit. And uh, the way the new rules are, um, it, it can cause that. 
Yep. All right, we'll take this first break. Uh, we'll open the phone lines. we got one call holding. We'll get to that when we get back. We've got plenty of room for others. Kevin Skarbinski will join us at 730. We'll hear some Nick Saban sound in the second hour. If we have time, maybe we'll hear some Coach Oates as well. He was a little concerned about his defense, and he says when we play these, these bigger teams, if they don't defend, they're not going to play. So uh, I think he has enough depth maybe to uh Stay true to his word uh, right there. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easier for you. They'll come to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back to you. Also, if you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in Norport, or they'll take care of you. Also, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Drop off today, pick up tomorrow. So all your cleaning needs, let Royal handle it. You're getting all that stuff out now because it's supposed to turn cold. Uh, you need to get it clean. Let these guys handle it for you. 205 391 Zero zero three four. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine and twelve thirty W TBC, the home of Alabama Sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do have some congestion, though, on Scotland at 69. Also on US 43 up at Rose Boulevard near County High and McFarland at Hargrove. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Towns of Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Tuesday morning. If you want to understand fully why all of Alabama is under some level of drought alert, ABC 3340 meteorologist Riley Blackwell tells us the numbers tell the story. Almost a half foot down in South Alabama and about the same in North Alabama. In the metro area of Tuscaloosa, the severe drought two and a half inches below normal rainfall for this point of the year. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. It's free throughout the day. Don Hartley, Tuscaloosa, Media, Tuscaloosa. Point nine, Tuscaloosa weather. Another warm November day today, mostly sunny with a high at 81. For tonight, fair, the low 55. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high also 81. Thursday, increasingly cloudy, a chance of showers Thursday night, the high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 46 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com and find the dealers closest to you. I get to the Yellowwood hotline and talk to Tom. Good morning, Tom. Morning. Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all? Good, man. How are okay. you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. You know, uh, watching the game last night, um, and and I wanted to say some things and and, and let y'all let tell me what it would actually be. But uh, I saw lots of what I consider to be a lot of talent, uh, especially on offense. And uh, it's interesting to me that Coach Oates said something about uh, the defense. If you don't play defense, you're not going to get to play. And, uh, of course, that's kind of been his thing since he got here, and I agree with it. And um, But the, the, the defense to me last night, and it's probably, you know, first game stuff and all that kind of early in the season, but it was so unorganized. But I, 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 then again, there were so many people that played, and uh, and but I was uh, I was kind of taken aback because 
we didn't emphasize defense a little bit more. Or am I off base here? Well, uh, Alabama uh, plays at such a fast pace. There's going to be multiple possessions, so the the numbers are going to get up there scoring wise. I mean, they're not going to when they have an open shot, they take it. Uh, they're not, you know, they could hold teams down if they were more patient offensively. That's not the way they play. So, it, it sometimes it gets to be a scattered game. I don't know. Uh, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the way they play. That's the way they like to play. I, I got. I, I understand what you're saying now, but my God, it's stressful to watch. <laughs> but I will say this: though. they're so long and tall that uh, when they're on the floor, it's like they've got seven or eight people on the floor, and they're all running here and yonder. And I thought, my God, I'm dizzy from watching all this. And uh, but uh, I, I, I did. I was pleased that we broke a hundred. Uh, because I thought, you know, with the team we play, we should do that. And uh, and and Nelson, uh, I'm scared of him because of what uh, Coach Odom said about it. Coach Odom scared the daylight <clears throat> about him being weak. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, he's played a lot of basketball. Those kids a senior. Uh, he's uh, hasn't played. At this high level, which he, you know, I think that Moorhead's a, a good team, but obviously they're not Tennessee and the teams that, uh, will try to expose him in the post with some good post players. Um, but, uh, it, it was a good first game for Alabama, uh, but they're going to play a scattered style. That's, that's, that's the way they play. Uh, so if you want it to be a clean, clean game, it's not going to be that way, probably. But I think they, that, only having three guys to bring that many newcomers in. They got a combination of some freshmen and some transfers. It seems like they kind of rebuilt the roster, uh, pretty good. Uh, you should thoughts on what they had to do to rebuild the roster. Talking about me? Yeah. yeah. Well, they had enough money to do that. Um, I, I, I found that out from this, one of the assistants who left. Uh, they, they've got plenty of money. That's what you've got to have. And they've done a good job of taking the money that they had and getting the players that they needed. We're all, we're all in the process now of buying players, uh, not just Alabama. Everybody is, uh, in a so-called legal way. So they've done a good job there and they're going to have a good team. Remember this too. Uh, your, your practice situation is now quite different. You can practice as long as you want to all day, all, all of them. You know, I've got certain hours, but, uh, they're practicing a, a lot and they're going to be, you know, all teams are. So it's going to be, uh, people getting better quicker, I think, because of the practice time. Well, coach, you know, that's interesting that you bring that up because I, I thought this and I, there again, I'm saying something to put out in front of y'all to get your response on it. But when I was watching them last night, I, I in my mind, I was saying, of course, you you want your team to start at a certain point then progress upward as you go through the season. But particularly with this team, the chemistry part and all that kind of stuff, uh, it, you, you know, there could be some hiccups with this team along the way. Sure. But the end product at the end of the year is probably what you have to acclimate yourself to and tell yourself, you know, you got to be patient and all this may come together at some point down the road. Well, I, right? I think, yeah, the thing that you're wanting to do is get your team better so that somewhere or another they can get the NCAA tournament. 
that, that's the key. That that's the that's the that's the finishing line for you, and then you get start a new finishing line there. But getting in the NCAA tournament, now you got six teams that are good, I think, um, and I think there are two teams that um, that uh, I think have a chance to be good, but I'm not sure. One of those is Missouri. Uh, the other one, I'm not sure what it's, what it's state of Ole Miss, but Missouri and Florida are the two teams I'm not sure about. Um, but uh, six teams, the way you're going to play, uh, I'm going to go over the schedule one of these days, not now, but uh, the schedule is going to be uh, not different, but uh, interesting. I think schedule is so critical here and, and, and when you when you start playing uh, in your in your league. Okay. I thought Moorhead wasn't bad, though, Coach. That, that, yeah. That's a pretty good uh, yeah. opponent. Uh, they showed yeah, their best player was didn't, their best player did not play, but that doesn't mean anything. Alabama would have still. Yeah, beat. they they had a, a, a kid. I think his name was Minnie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and he showed some promise at being a pretty darn good player. Yeah, I didn't get to see all the game, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's going to be anyway, a good year for Alabama. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, Thank I think you, it's going to be a good year. Uh, yeah. You know, they got uh, Indiana State uh, be a you know a team that have to guard certain actions. South Alabama after that, who obviously not where they want to be, losing to Mobile, then Mercer, then then the challenges start. They got Ohio State, then they'll play Oregon or Santa Clara, and those games are over in Destin, Florida, and then with Clemson. And then after Arkansas State, uh, I, I was worried about um, Sanford playing Purdue. Purdue is not the team you I want to go. part of that you game. You do not want to go play Purdue. Uh, those teams right there will absolutely guard the stuffing out of you, and they're physical and tough. So that would be an interesting game there when Alabama goes to Toronto, Canada, to take on Purdue. All right, uh, let's get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, y'all. Hey, uh, uh, to me. To me, Stevenson um, looks to have a little bit of an offensive, a better offensive skill set than Clowney does right now. I thought he was a, mm. a shot the ball really well last night, and I was super impressed with Stevenson. Um, you know, Grant obviously I was. Uh, Estrada has a really good shooter's eye, you can tell. But the guy that stood out to me as far as just hustling and busting his tail, and he'd been injured, was that Mohamed uh, Diabate. He was. He went to the foul line about five times just off hustle alone. Yeah, he ended up uh, – he only played ten minutes. We got to the line, as you said, eight times. He was uh, uh, five of eight from the line. So um, the other kid, Stevenson, like I said, he had a nice line, 21 minutes for oh. for a kid that uh, – yeah. first, first college game who really should be a senior in high school. Uh, he reclassified. Right. So they go four or seven from the floor, two or five from three, uh, five rebounds there, uh, 12 points. But did a nice job for, for a freshman, certainly. Yeah, I, I thought he was outstanding. And um, so I look for good things for the Crimson Tide in basketball. I, if, it'd be cool as all get out if Larry Bird showed up Friday night. That'd be cool. I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Um, um, now, Hey, go ahead. Are you worried about uh, Kentucky football? I'm worried about anybody that Alabama plays. Um, there, there are 11 teams. There are 11 teams looking to get into the last four spots. There are 11 viable teams. Um, you know, they're looking at this just like we are. The Alabama fans are. All right, let me let, let me let me buddy and tell me where Alabama will be tonight after that good win over LSU. 
Uh, you know, I I could see I could see some shakeups, but it, I could also see it holding holding serve where there's not a shakeup. Um, all I know is this: Alabama needs Penn State to beat Michigan. Alabama needs Miami to beat FSU or Florida to beat FSU. Alabama needs Michigan to beat Ohio State. Alabama needs USC, Oregon State, or Arizona State to beat Oregon. Alabama needs Utah to beat Washington or Oregon State or Washington State to beat Washington. So what I'm getting at is there's a lot of football left to be played. There's some windows of opportunity, but Alabama's going to have to have help, but not as much help as people think. I think there's a, there's out of all out of all of that, there's about 35 or 36 windows of opportunity. If you take all those teams and look at their possibilities for losing, it's like it comes up to about 35 windows of opportunity where Alabama can slide up. And that's all, all Alabama needs. Of course, Alabama's got to win out. They've got to completely win out, totally win out. Uh, tonight, I think Alabama, will end, they'll stay where they were. They'll be eight, right? They're not going to move. Uh, nobody above them lost. So I, I wouldn't see that. They should be eight tonight, right, Philip? Um. I think the only team that can can possibly have a little bit of a quiver, a little bit of a quake, uh, earthquake in there where they stand is possibly uh, Texas, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but I think if they look at the who's right below Texas and they see Alabama, they're gonna, mm-hmm. they're going to go back to the game in Bryant Denny Stadium. I know people, and maybe at the end they'll flip Alabama over them, but I don't think now, not now. Uh, so I think Alabama well, will be at eight. May not be, but the committee's supposed to look at, you know, progress and improvement and all that, too. I think Alabama's definitely improved. Texas is lucky as hell they didn't get beat the other day. Sure got beat. Yeah, but if, uh, you know, Texas will also be singing that they're starting quarterbacks out as well. So Does the score, the score in these games uh, have anything to do with it? Beating people bad versus beating people uh, 14 to 10? I think a steady, I think a steady rise in improvement um, is the is the phrase that I use, and I think Alabama, you know, I think Alabama's in that category. I think FSU's definitely in that category. Uh, FSU's winning; they're they're solid, and, you know. Well, I, I think this too, Philip. I think I think that the, the people that won't agree to this. I think. People in the country do not think LSU was as good as we thought is what Alabama thought they were. I think and that's possible. I don't. It, it, that's right. That's probably true, Coach Samson. And yeah. uh, LSU just uh, looking back at it now. The other night, I was thinking to myself, "How has this team lost two games?" Yeah, they're not as good. Their name is. We thought they were good. Oh, and it was going to be a big game because both of them scored so much, but. I just don't think it was well thought of because of, of getting beat the way they have and the, everybody talking about the bad defense. So I don't know. Well, Kentucky will be interesting because their running back averages about 16 carries a game. I think Kentucky may actually try to get more out of him this weekend and throw the ball a little bit less to give him more carries. He's averaging about 100 yards a game. Uh, Alabama knows what they got to do. They got to shut him down. They got to make that guy throw. Yeah. Uh, right. fortunately, fortunately, I think Alabama's got a good defensive line, and our linebackers are playing lights out. Although I didn't think 
I didn't think Deontay Lawson played that looked all that great the other night. I thought he was out of position, and, and to me, he didn't spiral that great. Yeah, the Kentucky's going to run the clock, uh, shorten the game. Yep. You can't have turnovers. You have turnovers against them. They have the ball the whole game, uh, Phillip. So yep. you got to take care of the ball. Oh, yeah. So they're going to play different. Yeah. They're not going to throw it all over the field. So every time the clock's going to be running <laughs> when they have the mm-hmm. ball. And if they can get first downs and you turn the ball over, you'll look up and you'll only have three or four possessions in the first half if you don't take care of the ball. Well, so. That's true. and That's true. That is so true. And that's that's the concern that I've got right there is that they, you know, they get into a bunch of third and short situations and they keep converting. And they do like Tuberville did against South Carolina about 15 years ago when Auburn had the ball the entire second quarter. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Thank you, Philip. Well, yeah, take care, guys. All right, uh, two men in truck out thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Give these guys a call; they'll take great care of you and your stuff. Two zero five two four seven five zero five zero. That is two men in a truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, still no active wrecks, but traffic backing up on US 43 southbound at McFarland and Northport. 69 southbound, slow at Union Chapel, and McFarland slow in the construction area of Northport. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Towns of Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. What's for you're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If you want to build, build the last. Building the fence, the deck, the pergola. Use pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's uh, with AL.com, also writes for the Birmingham lead with the Coach Safely program. Oh, <laughs> Kevin does all this stuff. It joins us every uh, Tuesday, Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Hey, Kevin. Hi. Good morning, guys. I'm a little groggy. I got to warn you. I spoke to the Gulf Coast Athletic Club last night Uh-oh. and hung around afterwards and talked with some of the guys. I got back, I don't know, 435 this morning, so I may be a little groggy. Where did you speak? Right? Gulf Shores? In Gulf Shores, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they got a great, great group of guys there, yeah. What'd you tell them? Uh, you know, told some stories. Um, Shared some, shared some behind the scenes stuff and kind of update. I hadn't spoken to those, uh, to that club for a while. So kind of updated them on what I've been up to. Uh, and, and so, uh, we had a good time. Talked about you guys a little bit. Um, Wimp, they were, they, uh, remember you well. And, uh, it was, all in all, it was, it was a good evening. It's great to see, you know, when, when groups of people like that, that just love sports, love college football, get together and, and talk about the, the things we all love. Uh, tonight, uh, the next poll will come out. I don't think there'll be any change, uh, really, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I guess Ohio State will stay, uh, one. I, I, I'm assuming Bama will stay at eight and Texas will stay right ahead of those guys just because 
they got to look at the head-to-head there. Uh, is there any scenario if, if Alabama ran the table and Texas runs the table where you would put Alabama ahead of Texas after losing them early in the year? I guess it, the scenario would have to be that Alabama just dominates people, starts dominating people week in and week out, and just looks so superior while Texas does what it did Saturday and it struggles and stumbles and has to pull out, you know, games out of the fire, maybe in overtime as it did last Saturday. You know, it, it, that's possible, but it's, it's hard because that game was in Tuscaloosa and because Texas won it by 10 points because they, Looked so good in the fourth quarter, scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, which is which is an amazing stat, guys. Texas scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter at Alabama since that game, and that was the second game of the year. Everyone else combined has scored one touchdown in the fourth quarter against Alabama, and that was Arkansas. Yeah, no one else has scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter since Texas. Wow, it's pretty amazing. That is that. Um. Is score going to be a factor in the way these 13 people vote? Um, uh, is is 10, 14 to 10 games meaning that uh, your team is 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 score big? I, I can't figure whether score is big or not, or, or just winning big. See, I think that's where each individual might look at it a little differently. You know, if you've been a coach, you know, if you've been a coach, you might appreciate winning 14 to 10 or 17 to 14, you know, the kind of scores Ohio state, for example, is winning by, you know, that they, they are not great offensively. They have a very, very good running back in Travion Henderson, but their quarterback is not up to the standards of recent Ohio state quarterbacks. Their offense isn't up to the standard of recent, recent Ohio state offenses. So, well, and while they did score, I guess they ended up scoring 35 or so against Rutgers and they stretched it out. They, you know, they were behind, at, you know, it was what nine to seven at one point, maybe halftime. I'm not sure if I recall that correctly, but but you know they just didn't look impressive. But to some people, they understand the difficulty of winning, especially on the road in conference. Even though, and Rutgers has had a nice season. Greg Schiano's done a good job there again, his second term, and and so they would appreciate that more than you know. Some people would just say, you know, look, Alabama won by two touchdowns against the number one offense in the country, held them to seven points in the entire second half, none in the fourth quarter. And, of course, Jaden Daniels getting hurt had something to do with that. But that was a two-score game when he got hurt. And they were not st- – their defense was not stopping Alabama. Yeah, I so, think it's confusing to me. Of 13 people can you're, – you're exactly right. That's the reason I asked the question. The voting is going to be haphazard because there will be some people in there that haven't coached who think that the score means something. And you know, Wim, too, when you get a group of people like that together, there are, and and they're generally all alpha, they're all alphas in that room, but there are some that are more alpha than others. And there are some that are more persuasive than others when they have their group discussions. So you could have, you know, a smaller, a subset of the group that is, is, you know, very demonstrative or very, very certain in their opinions that either, you know, either or, you know, it, it matters 
that margin matters, being able to score matters because now you have to score. You just have to be able to score. You have to play some defense at, at times, especially when you really have to have it. But you have to be able to score. And so, you know, who's the most persuasive one or two or three members in that room? That's what we don't know. That's the things we don't see. What is, uh, I think we asked you this last week, um, how does Michigan handle this deal with Jim Harbaugh? Now they're threatening if they try to suspend him, uh, if the Big Ten does, then there's going to be legal action. You know, you're responsible for the entire program. Now they're going to try to say he doesn't know what's going on there. Uh, what is the Michigan president? Does he back uh, Jim Harbaugh in this situation? And do they, Kevin, do they call him in or does he lawyer up? Not talk to them. How does all this go down behind the scenes? Well, and I have to tell you a, a funny aside from last night uh, at the club where I spoke. You know, they had fans of so many different schools. Yeah. All, virtually every SEC school. Uh, there were Notre Dame fans there. There were fans of all different schools, and there was a Michigan guy there. And <laughs> apparently, <clears throat> he's very passionate. And I told a joke about Connor Stallions and he stood up and was livid. And I was jokingly punching the word allegedly, you know, I, I, I laid out what, you know, what he had done. And then I would say allegedly, and he popped out of his chair and said, that's right. Allegedly and screamed something else and walked out of the room. He said, I'm not listening to this. Blankety blank, and he walked out of the room. And I thought he was. I, at first, I thought he was joking. They said, "Oh, that's just whatever his name is. That's he. He just he. That's the way he is." And he walked out, and he went out to the bar, and he did not come back in. That was like five minutes into my speech, and he went, he went out back at it, and he sat out at the bar the rest of the evening. Uh, and they said he's very well connected. He's very plugged in. A big Michigan guy. So, uh, what's going to happen? One scenario that seems very plausible to me. The Big Ten has to appear to try to do something, I think. I think there's, I think the commissioner, who's relatively new, is going to feel pressure from, because every other school virtually, and what an amazing transcript it would be, or a tape it would be to listen to that call they had with the 13 coaches after Harbaugh got off a week ago. And then the rest of them spent the time sniping at Michigan. What an extraordinary, first of all, what an extraordinary call that was. And like I said, it would be great to be able to actually hear what they said word for word. I think the, the most likely scenario, they are not, it is almost certain they are not going to sideline Michigan as a team. They're not going to say, well, look, guys, sorry, but we're not allowing you to play in the Big Ten championship game. We're not going to allow you to play in the postseason, whatever it might be. And but what I think they can do, <laughs> yeah, the power, though, that what they can do and this this could be kind of this could be almost a, a sneaky way to approach this to to look like you're doing something is try to suspend issue a suspension of Harbaugh for I don't know two four games the rest of the season whatever the rest of the regular season whatever you want to do Harbaugh then lawyers up as you suggested and he sues gets an injunction that stays the suspension. <laughs> and allows him to keep coaching. And this is not going to be resolved in the courts. It plays out. He's able to coach out the season, and whatever happens, happens. And then he moves on to the NFL. And if 
say Michigan goes on and wins the national championship. Say they are the best team in the country. If now that they've actually are going to start playing, you know, their, their first real game is Saturday against Penn State. They've played such a succession of uh, cupcakes so far. Uh, but say they, say they do that, then the NCAA will do whatever they're going to do. What a year or two or three or five years down the road, and and that's the way that to me that's the most plausible explanation for what's going to happen. I just don't like you know when Auburn was going to that thing where Bruce Pearl just would would not. Talk to his administration. Well, I guess your administration has to really want to keep you if you if that's how you go about it, just digging in. Uh, can these guys Ooh. can these guys do that, Kevin? How do they do this? Is this well, that's a good example, Barry. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good example. And I can tell you, when that was happening at Auburn, <laughs> I I distinctly remember I was in a because my uh, my sons were playing high school basketball then, one on the varsity, one on the JV. And we were at a road game. I remember I was about to walk into the gym, and I got a phone call saying, and this happened more than once, but one, this one stood out, I guess, because was, I was about to walk into a, into a game. Uh, and they said, uh, my, my source was telling me, hey, listen, Pearl's this close to getting, they're, they're this close to firing Pearl. Mm-hmm. And, and because he, for that very reason, he wouldn't cooperate. He wouldn't talk to him. He wouldn't tell him everything. He wouldn't sit down for three hours and go over point by point everything they wanted to ask him on advice of his legal counsel. And and then finally they you know they backed away from the brink and and uh, you know and so obviously and here we are. So I, I, it, that's not at all inconceivable that something similar could happen and Harbaugh could just say, listen. I'm not. I'm not playing your reindeer games. Uh, I've I've done nothing wrong. I've done. You know. I have. No, I had no idea what this low level, as they'll paint him, low level staffer was doing. If he did. If any of this was happening, I had no idea what was happening. Which is in another. In, if that's true, that's another indictment of him, isn't it? Yeah. If you did not know, and this guy who's standing, this guy on the sideline who's standing next to your coordinators, who's actually standing next to Harbaugh at times. <laughs> The video clips are the video clips are are gold of different scenarios of the, the entire defense. How often do you see the entire defense? You see this with offense all the time, where every player will turn and look at the sideline. The offensive line will stand up. They'll all and every, but you don't see that with defense very much, where the entire defense, every player on defense, looks at the sideline to get a signal. Well, there is one example. I think it was against Nebraska. Maybe last year, where that that exact scenario happened, and Nebraska ran a screen plat. They ran a screen pass in a situation you wouldn't expect a team to run a screen, and they were all over it. They they knew exactly what was coming, and and that's one of those alleged uh, opportunities when they they did know what was coming because of the the scouting info they had. Yeah, I think uh, Bruce Pearl gave everybody the playbook on how to handle an investigation. Uh, they're just. Waited out like that. Yeah, and sometimes you know there are we we've we've seen it right where schools cooperate, they throw themselves on the mercy of the NCAA, they get hammered anyway. Yeah. So what's what is what benefit is it to Michigan? First of all, Michigan is not. And this would the most shocking thing would be well, the most shocking thing would be for the Big Ten to say, oh well, sorry guys, you are not eligible for the Big Ten championship game. Uh, we have enough evidence that you blatantly violated uh, the rules in terms of in-person scouting and v- using vi- use of videotape equipment 
to to gather intel on signs, and we're not going to let you play in the Big Ten championship game. That's the most. Out, that's the one that's that will shock everybody if the Big Ten were to do that. So, uh, but it is not at all inconceivable though that either Michigan and or Harbaugh will, you know, they'll get their backup, they'll lawyer up, and they'll they'll play it out so they can play out the season and then deal with whatever happens down the road. Yeah. That. Um. Is the Kentucky game being at twelve? Everybody likes that because they don't think the crowd will be as uh, some reason. But Kentucky really turns them out. Is Kentucky game a scare for you? A, a little bit, because yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't tell Nick Saban I said that, because uh, uh, obviously he's going to look at it that way. And and that's a good point, Wimp. Generally speaking. As the road team, you like those early kickoffs because the fans aren't as engaged, they aren't as loud, they aren't as lathered up that early. But in the same scenario, Kentucky played maybe its best game of the year against Florida in an early kickoff in Lexington and just dominated virtually from the first uh, of the game. And so they were ready to play. The fans were there. They were loud. They were. It was full, and they were very energized. And, and again, this is a what an opportunity for Kentucky, right? I mean, you're playing Alabama. Alabama's on a roll. Uh, for you know, Stoops has not generally that program has not done great in this spot against against teams like this that are in championship contention. So it's a great opportunity for Kentucky. I just don't think they're good enough. I don't think they have the players. Uh, the quarterback has not been good enough. He's been wildly inconsistent. And and while Alabama, as we you know, we saw it again, that they didn't. It's not that they played poorly in the first half, but they they, they don't really turn it on, especially defensively, until the second half. And it's been pretty amazing what they've done in the second half since the Texas game, especially on defense against some some pretty good offenses. Uh, and Kentucky is not at that level. They're not they're not an LSU type offense. Uh, their quarterback Devin Leary is—he's not no, even close not to Jaden Daniels. So I, I don't think—I just don't think they have the horses. Uh, no pun intended, since they're playing in bluegrass country. I don't think they have the horses to get it done. Yeah. Uh, lastly, the hit on Daniels—we uh, talked about it enough, but it was reviewed. I just wish the announcers would have said, "Hey, they look at every play." I talked to an official last night that used to run those reviews. Every play is mm-hmm. looked at, uh, but so we didn't know that, and I was saying yesterday that's a play you have to at least look at and they never told us that they did because and I thought they didn't because it wasn't called targeting on the field uh there just your thoughts about that play and how that was handled well that's a situation where they contributed to the anger of every fan base in America outside of Alabama's that thinks Alabama gets preferential treatment from SEC officiating, that just added to that when they didn't make it clear, right. and they told Brian Kelly that they had refuted. He, he he said that afterwards, or the next day, I can't remember which, that they told him that they reviewed it. And remember, they had time to do, they didn't have to, and I think this is where people were misinformed, they didn't have to call down and stop the game because their game was stopped because Jaden Daniels was down on the field for a while. So they had plenty of time to review that for targeting, and apparently they did, and they did not think it was targeting. 
and there was no, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a big deal or a big deal was not made of it because they didn't have to stop the game to review it. They didn't say we're reviewing it for targeting, which they, which they have the ability to do, obviously, even if it's not called on the field. So for all those reasons, it just made it worse uh, from, you know, for the people who are already predisposed to believe that Alabama gets the breaks. Um, and, and so they just piled on. And I thought it was, I thought the reaction, the overreaction of people who thought it was a, forget about whether it was a, was targeting or not. The fact that it, whether it was a dirty play or not, because no, I did not think that at all. And, and I would like someone, I would like a, uh, uh, an expert in kinesiology, in physics, in in motion, tell me what Dallas Turner was supposed to do, how he was supposed to stop himself as he's coming. He's, he's obviously very, very physical and very athletic. He is coming full bore up the gut towards and, and did not launch. He did not launch, jump into Jaden Daniels. Meanwhile, Jaden Daniels, uh, who's an escape artist on the level of Houdini? Uh, he is, but he steps up into a throw. So he's stepping up, and Dallas Turner's bearing down on him full speed. There is not, there is no way. I don't believe that it's mechanically, physically uh, possible for Dallas Turner not to run through him. He wrapped him up. He didn't. He didn't. You know. Uh, yeah, as Nick Saban said, his helmet did. It slid up and hit him on the chin. Because partly, partly because Jaden Daniels stands tall when he throws, he stands tall when he runs. Also, he does take a lot of hits, um, and he's six three, I believe. So, you know, for all those reasons, it looked worse. But it was—I do, I will not buy for one second that that was a dirty play. It was intended to injure Jaden Daniels. No. It was a physical punishing hit, and I, nobody wants to see Jaden Daniels get hurt. But that didn't make it. That made very little difference. That made no difference in the outcome of that game. And you hope he's going to be okay. You hope he can play this week because he is a wonderful player and he made some incredible plays against Alabama, especially scrambling. Uh, but no, that's. I think it's completely unfair to Dallas Turner to suggest, as many many people are convinced that it was a dirty hit. All right, uh, great stuff, Kevin. Tell everybody where they can get all your great stuff. Yeah, follow me on Twitter slash X at Kevin Skarbinski. I'll send out links to all my stuff. Had a column yesterday in the Birmingham Lead about Nick Saban and how much he's really enjoying. He's living his, and not only is he, I think, doing some of his best, maybe his best work coaching, but he's living his best life. Go to BirminghamLeadLede.com. You can get a subscription to that publication, which is a daily publication. They send it right to your in, email inbox. And you can also read my newsletter, Scarbo Knows, comes out on Thursdays. It's kind of like four, about three, four, five mini columns in one. Uh, you can go to al.com slash sports and find a link to that every Thursday morning. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Tomorrow's Wednesday, right, Noah? So Coach drives the, is it the Lamborghini uh, that he drives on Wednesday? So we need to get a picture of that Lamborghini. Hey, Alabama One, you're going to purchase that vehicle out at Alabama One. You're going to purchase that Lamborghini. Get the rates as low as 3.99%. Turns available to 84 months. Get pre-approved before you shop. They also have an Alabama One. Auto Mall, where you can find the car right there. They will deliver. If you want to refinance your current vehicle, they can do that for you as well. Uh, they'll do a great job. Go to www.alabama1.org. That's the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
That'll do it for the 7 o'clock hour. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Once again, go to yellowwood.com, put your zip code in, and it'll pull up the dealer that is closest to you. Phone lines will be wide open. Uh, the entire 8 o'clock hour, 205-342-9904. We can talk Alabama hoops, Kentucky. Uh, you want to talk more about LSU, we can do that as well. Once again, 205-342-9904. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. If you WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Kevin Wire. Monday night football. Chargers zap the Jets 27 to 6 behind two touchdowns from Austin Eckler. They also got a score on a punt return by Darius Davis. LA is now 4 and 4. The Jets also 4 and 4. And they're both a game out of the final wild card spot in the AFC among a bunch of teams fighting for playoff positioning. In the NBA, Nikola Jokic notches his 108th career triple-double as the Nuggets beat the Pelicans 134-116. The Joker with 35 points, 14 rebounds, 12 assists as he surpasses LeBron James for the fourth most career triple-doubles, and he's got 30 to go before he catches Magic Johnson who is at number three. And in college basketball, it's getting started this week. We've already seen an upset in East Lansing. Down go the number four Michigan State Spartans. James Madison beats them 79-76. to Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Andrew Knipper, he's my Allstate Insurance agent. Uh, let him become yours out of 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Give Andrew and his staff a call. Let them run the numbers for you. They can send you a quote right there, 205-722-9201. You want somebody that understands the community uh, when you need to use your insurance, they know exactly where to send you. And Andrew does a great job for me. Let him do it the same for you. 205-722-9201. Uh, just your thoughts. We had talked a bit about the Kentucky game. It's a different type of game than LSU. They have a different type of team. I think they're better defensively, obviously not as good offensively. Uh, but they do like to run the ball. Uh, so we did talk about in the first hour them trying to maybe control the clock, uh, keep Alabama offense off the field by churning and getting first down. So then if that happens, uh, taking care of the football for Alabama will be vital in this in this particular game. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the biggest thing for me in the game is that they're going to do what you said. They're going to run the football. If Alabama's defensively, for whatever reason, thinks it's going to be a whole, whole game, uh, they'll eat up some yardage to keep the football and shorten the game. If Alabama's defense is as good as I think it is and ready to play, then possibly they won't. He's not going to be a he's not a great passer. They haven't won by passing. They've run by they've won by running the football. Uh, for whatever reason, playing the game at noon is diff, quite different crowd wise. 
than it is uh, six thirty or seven. I can't tell you why, but it is. It's just it's just a different atmosphere. So I, I just think that Alabama has to be ready to play. But it's the kind of game if you're coaching worries you more or as much or more with me with me as LSU because everybody's excited to play LSU. Come off a a big win coming in from a tie game to to a big win. Now you're going to to a place that you know those guys think they're known for basketball. They're not any good in football. That kind of thing. You just you have a hard time getting your team ready. I think to play, but um, I think I, I guess as Kevin has said, regardless, um, Alabama wins a game if they, if they play just a mediocre game. I, I, I but I think you have to be ready to play the whole game. Alabama's, uh, you know, is very, very skilled. Uh, really, with running backs that uh, you know, I, and Barry mentioned the, the running backs they haven't used. Um, but transfer portal is, is going to be a little bit scary for me with Alabama this year when this season's over. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, with the, with the hot shot. Uh, freshman running backs there that uh, haven't gotten the time, although I think th- it does clear out uh, for those guys. So Coach usually does a pretty good job. Yeah, he does. That, yeah, they that. get to the door, and they get to the door, they don't, they don't go through it. Yeah, he says, walk by down in the hall and look at all those NFL players. Uh, and let me tell you, this guy waited his turn. This guy waited his turn, and although he didn't carry the football as a freshman, we saved him. Uh, he wasn't ready, uh, and you only have so many carries in you. So, all right, looking through the SEC, we've talked about Alabama, Kentucky. The line has gone down uh, to ten and a half. So, uh, the odds makers are thinking, or the, the money's pouring in on uh, on Kentucky. I, I guess uh, right mm. there, uh, wow. Vanderbilt takes on South Carolina. Uh, Coach Beamer was talking about they were dancing in the locker room after beating Jacksonville State. He said, "If you don't don't know about that, then you don't know about being on a team." He was excited about winning that game. It was actually kind of corny there. Uh, <laughs> has this guy? Oof, I don't know. He's gonna have to. He's going to pick it up. They do have Vanderbilt at home, thirteen and a half point favorite against uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, it is eleven o'clock game, which will be twelve in Columbia. There, um, you think South Carolina covers at thirteen and a half? Um, yeah, I don't. I just don't know what. There are two people that 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 don't get into the game from a fan standpoint on the sideline as a, as a head coach. I, I, Vanderbilt, the Mississippi State. Uh, they they just don't they don't do much with the players when they come off. I, 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 I don't. Not that that's going to make them win, but um, and, and I, I don't know. I don't, where, I don't know where Vanderbilt is in the scheme of things. Uh, the line, I don't know. I assume South Carolina will beat the line. I, Barry, I don't know where where Vanderbilt is in the scheme of things in the SEC forever. I, I don't. Know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how long Clark Lee's been. It's his third year. Yeah. Sure is. Does Vanderbilt? Yeah. They're zero and six. The guy, but the guy at Penn State did a great job. <laughs> Nobody appreciated it, but he did. Is Clark Lee Jeopardy of losing his job? I don't know. They have a, and I won't say this in the right way. They have a lady AD who's new, I think, and they have a lady president. 
and uh, I don't know that I don't, I don't mean that means anything, but I, I I like they I think they like just like for their teams to be good and competitive, but they I don't, I don't know their their basketball is I think the guys are a good basketball coach, um, but they don't get anywhere with being good. They, they don't they don't they don't move. The women's basketball used to be good, and it's not very good, I don't think so. I don't know where they are, Barry. You, you may know them. I, have I a better know. field than I me. I just, they're not even competitive. So we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Tennessee at Missouri. Wow. Big gig. Good game mm-hmm. here. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, can, can Missouri be ready after a disappointing loss at George, which I thought they played well? Tennessee, be hard. But Tennessee yeah. seven and two. The line on this game is one. Tennessee is a one point favorite. Yeah. Uh, oof. Your thoughts on Tennessee? Missouri. Well, voting, I mean, the, the money's gone both ways. Uh, I, I like the quarterback at Missouri. They play hard. The coach does a really good job with his team. He, he, he's into the game a lot. He, he, he does a lot of the calling of him st- stuff, although he has a new play caller. Uh, he also sticks his nose in there, too. And uh, they'll be excited to play. I do think the Georgia game ha- will have an effect on them somewhat, beating, be get, getting beat up and being tired and sore. Uh, I, and, you know, Tennessee played nobody, played Connecticut, won by 100. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I think Missouri is capable of beating them. Tennessee may go in there and get them, but I, I think I think it's, it's, what, it's whatever people bet, gamble and bet. You know, feeling their hearts might happen. I think a lot of them think that Missouri's beat up and tired, and Tennessee may win. But I don't know. Yeah, probably one of those games. If you're betting, pass it. Yeah, Auburn, Arkansas. I was thinking that line would move. It hadn't. Instead, stuck at three. I think in Arkansas, there uh, they they pull one out of the fire against Florida. Uh, they're at home. They've re- played a very tough schedule. Uh, you're boys going home, uh, I guess, and he used to coach up in that area somewhere. Uh, Hugh Freeze, when he won the high schools up there, I think Arkansas takes care of business against Auburn. I'm just not sold on Peyton Thorne. Your thoughts? Um, I agree. I, I think I think Arkansas wins the game. Um, Auburn runs a lot of misdirection stuff uh, on offense. And I think Arkansas is, I think it was a huge win for them. They go down to Florida and do that. It's got to make their fans feel better because they were zipped in the league. I, I would agree with you. I, I, you know, it's a, what's the line on that? Uh, Arkansas is a three point favorite. Okay. Seems low. I kind of I like Arkansas in that game. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss. That line's gone down as well. It was around 12. It's down to 10 and a half. Uh, Six o'clock game uh, against Georgia. Lane Kiffin says they got nothing to lose, so that means he's going to go for it every time on fourth down. Uh, <laughs> ten and a half. Do you give Ole Miss any shot to knock off the Georgia Bulldogs? No, I don't. I do not. Not at Georgia at night. I do not give them any shot. Kirby Kirby Day gets his team ready to play. They've got good players. He keeps his mouth shut on the press conferences. He he tries to be realistic. You know, he, uh, the gal that talked to him after the game said, you know, this is a great win for y'all. Y'all have a lot of injuries. He said, 
he said uh, everybody has injuries this time of year, which is which is so true. And uh, he he just I think he does a terrific job coaching his team and getting them ready to play myself. But a lot of people don't like him because they're winning, but I do. <laughs> All right. Uh... Florida LSU, two teams that are reeling, uh, to be quite okay. honest with you. I don't know about the, the status of LSU's quarterback, but LSU's a 14 point favorite. Tough loss for Florida. You don't need to lose to Arkansas at home. They're five and four. I do think they'll get Boa eligible, but it may not be this weekend. Uh, that line, I, that's a game I wouldn't touch because I have no idea where these teams' heads are, uh, right now. Uh, but it is a night game in Baton Rouge. Uh, who is who are they playing? I, I missed it. Florida's going to yeah, LSU. Flo- Both oh, yeah, teams Florida. are mentally whipped yeah. right now. Yeah, you're exactly right. That that's uh, that's I'd say LSU wins it. Although they don't they don't play very good defensively. I, I think the well, I don't know the quarterback's out though. Probably going to be out. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna touch it. Yeah, it's know. fourteen point line. All right, last game will be a snoozer. Uh, Mississippi State is going to Texas A and M. Who cares if Texas A and M beats them? Nobody's going to care. No. Uh, Jimbo, they need to win though. Jimbo Fisher. Uh, people have had enough. What do they do there? What do they do with this guy? Uh, this program's dying a slow death. Uh, oh, no, I think they keep him another year. I think you want him to be gone because don't. Think well, I don't like care. Him. I don't care if he's <laughs> there. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what's happening there. I don't know. I, I, I'm just wondering if, if I'm just wondering if the offensive coordinator thinks he's going to get it. Uh, I got that in my mind. When you hire somebody who just does, he feel like he has a shot to get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, well, I do. I did want to mention that uh, that Carl Torbush, who was the defensive coordinator at Alabama, passed away. Yesterday, uh, day before, uh, some of you know him, some of you don't. He was seventy-two, and uh, he was a defensive guy at at, uh, at Alabama. I forget, I, I think, on the Franchoni, but but you know, he passed away. All right, uh, we can look at some of the national games. Also, hear from Coach Saber. We'd love to have your phone calls two zero five three four two. Nine nine zero four. No, I had them stirred up yesterday like a bunch of hornets. And everybody's calmed down now. They're okay. They think Texas should go ahead of Alabama now. No, you think? Uh, what do you think? Do you think they're okay with all that now? No. Some guy told me I was called me a dirty word. Uh, Noah, did you take up for me when people were calling trying to get on? There's a call coming right there. Yeah, I, t- I told him. I told him that you were uh, you were just like. Saying your piece. There you go. All right, we'll take this break. Wayne's Pest Control serve over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi. I can tell you one other guy they serve it. That's me. They come out, they do the spray, and they take great care of me. They put a note on the door. They send me a text every time they come out and know exactly uh, what they've done. Uh, so you use these guys as well. Go to 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room and get $60 off your initial pest control service. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another warm November day today, mostly sunny with a high at 81. 
for tonight. Fair, the low 55. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. The high also 81. Thursday, increasingly cloudy. A chance of showers Thursday night. The high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Alabama 1, www.alabama1.org. Get the Alabama 1 hotline and get Digger in. Good morning, Digger. Morning. Yeah, let me help you out with this uh, Jimbo Fisher thing. Okay. What's the price of gas right now? <laughs> I don't know. What is it? It's three dollars and fifty cents. Anything right. below that, it affects the burn rate at the Texas A and M Athletic Department. They get a percentage of what the Texas, the state of Texas, gets in gas well revenue. Okay. Okay. They got the money. Sure. If he goes six and six, he's out of there. Kind of don't want him to go because I like them where they're at right now, being a Longhorn fan, okay? But my question is, and again, I'm going to ask this because y'all, y'all seem to think that you got a leg up on Texas when it comes to the playoffs here. I want to know. I say it, Texas goes ahead of them. I don't. I'm hearing this from Phillip. Okay. Okay. Yesterday right. it was Tom. Today it's Phillip. And, and I guess they got a whole row of them waiting to call in every day sure. to convince themselves that they've got a shot if we both finish out the season on winning notes. What is your most impressive win? I want to know that. What is it? Alabama. Texas A&M, Texas A&M was big at, at, when they, at, that, at that point in time in the season. Not now, no. but that, that point in time in the season. And again, Wimp, they're a seven and five team. I don't give a rat's ass. Uh, I'm telling you right now, at that time, it, I don't give a rat's ass. Well, you're Texas or not Texas. I like Texas too, but you're you're dead wrong. At the, at that point in the season, that was a big win. Now, not it's not now. You can look back uh, at that point in the season. It's pretty darn big. Wimp, I'm telling you. Well, take a hike. We played A and M for decades. We know the story on A&M. Well, you beat them all the time. I got that. I got that. Huh? I got that. You beat them all the time. They never beat you. You're right. Okay. Are you going to take this A&M win over the Texas in Bryant-Denny Stadium at Alabama? No. All right. I'm going to read you no. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm satisfying what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I get it. We're singing your tune. I'm just trying to emphasize that. I don't believe believe you can hear. I believe you you can't hear good. Digger, respond to this email (laughs) for me. Respond to this email for me. Sure. All right. This is from Nolan. I understand Texas beat Alabama. But that was yep. early, and we are a much better team now. We keep improving. Texas doesn't have their star QB and seems to have gotten worse. Wouldn't the committee want to choose the best four teams right now, not three months ago? Respond to Nolan. Okay. Nolan, <laughs> buddy, why didn't you schedule us in that week 11 pillow fight? That oh, don't, don't go back year? to all that. Come no, on. Go ahead, no. Go ahead. What, what are you okay, say, no? now look. We're beating teams that are ranked with the backup quarterback. Oh, okay? yeah. 
Now, Quinn Ewers comes back this week. We may hold him out. Let's see now. He is day-to-day. Are you telling me if... Well, Oklahoma gets beat by everybody, and they beat y'all. Oklahoma gets beat by Oklahoma State and, and other people, How and they beat y'all. Go? How did that game go, Wim? It didn't matter. What was, what was the score? Yeah. Uh, the game was... The, it was... And it, yeah, and guess what? We had to leave with a minute 17, okay? They left oh, well, congratulations. Maybe they stopped the game then. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, they should have stopped are it with a minute 17 on the clock. Are you going to tell me the loss is greater than this double-digit win in Bryant-Denny? No, everything, okay, everything's saying, good. Who's got the better schedule? Yeah. Who's yeah. got the more impressive win? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Just because you're, you know, and... I don't give her. I don't care. Here. It don't matter to me. Of course you don't care. I do not care. <laughs> what I'm, all I'm doing is a two-hour radio show. Digger, right. I actually, Digger, I, you know, people are mad at me because I actually agree with you. I think if they both run the table, you cannot justify taking Alabama. Well, it, Digger wants to call in and argue about something we agree no, with, agree on him with. Talking to the uh, okay, let me just make one more point. One more point. <laughs> okay, one more okay. point. And, and, right. and just tell me what you think here. This is outside of Alabama and Texas. Okay. You know, Ohio State and Michigan are in the same boat, too. What if Ohio State goes to Michigan in the big house and wins, and then turn around, Michigan goes back to the Big Ten title game to play Ohio State, and they win. They both have one loss, and their top five wins. Let me help you on this one, Digger. Okay. If Michigan loses one game, they're fine. They want to find any reason to get them out of there, so they cannot. They're going to have to be perfect, or they're going to kick them okay. out. They're going to. They're going to get them out. But based on. The scouting scheme, the scouting scandal. So Michigan has to be perfect in this situation, in my opinion. Would you agree? Okay. Well, I get it. Do you honestly think they're going to address this thing? I don't know if they're going to address it, but uh, I don't. If I think if they lose, that, that that'll be the way to get them out of there. Uh, if they don't, well, you know, I, uh, I'm, but I'm just just, be, just hope you don't play Oregon. Oh yeah. See, that's another one. Washington undefeated. Oregon's got one loss. They replay in the title game, and you got a one another one loss team that won a conference. Yeah, okay. I would think I test Oregon. Oregon goes. Oregon goes over Alabama. Oregon goes. Okay. Yeah. There's okay. That's one guy out of the way. <laughs> you need help. That's my point. Yeah, we've been. Help. I was saying that all day yesterday, <laughs> and now people were mad at me. So, thank you, Digger. I'll let you go. Bye. Uh, right. Take a nap, Digger. Digger, we're on Digger's. We're not on his side. We're actually agreeing with him. I think he's just getting the other. Guy. All right, uh, Noah, catch that line five. All right, back to the uh, Alabama one hotline. Get David in. Good morning, David. Hey guys, I've got a question for you. Considering uh, the LSU quarterback has a, I guess it's in concussion protocol. I, that's I don't follow them enough to know exactly what they said is wrong with him. What do you think the chances are he plays another game with LSU uniform? Before you answer it, think about this. LSU has had a habit through the years of guys, you know, like Ornette not playing in bowl games and stuff like that. They have nothing to play for. He's probably going to be in New York for the Heisman. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. And, yeah, look, I hate that the former coach, I hate for a player to quit on their teammates. I think that's wrong in every respect of the way. But would it surprise you? If all of a sudden he just doesn't get well from that concussion, 
Well, I think it's up to LSU doctors and, and to his family. I think it's the two fa- is the two is the two deal factor there: family and and the doc and and the doctors, not the coach uh, himself. And the doctors will make that decision. And there's a chance David. he may not. They got Florida, well, well, Georgia. Well, well, well. Let me ask you this, David. They got Florida, Georgia State, and Texas. If that was your son, what would you tell him to do? Well, I mean, you know, I look at him as a competitor. I'd want him to be certainly yeah, very that, well. Not a right, there's not a wrong answer. I no, it's not a right or wrong answer. No. I, you know, I started out wanting him to be one of them well before him, but I'd tell him to play. Yeah. If you don't want you as well. Yeah. But in today's society, it might be one of those things where, hey, I'm going to protect myself and my NFL draft status. Well, if the, agent call, if the agent called you as the daddy and told you how much money he thought he was going to get, you'd say, he needs to rest. <laughs> yeah. You can't. You can't blame him if he if he does, and you can't. But you know, you'd like for as a competitor to do what Bryce Young did. Hey, I'm a I'm a team guy. This is my team. He played in the bowl game. There was no reason for Bryce Young to play in that bowl game last year, and he did. And uh, he was the number one pick. So uh, I, I think those. But either way, there's no right or wrong answer on this deal. So, but what, what do y'all think he'll do? I think he'll play. I think he'll play late. Late. Yeah, here. he may not play this weekend, but I think he'll play again. Thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, back to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline and get uh, Cowboy in. Good morning, Cowboy. Hey, Cowboy. Good morning, Barry and Coach. Boy, I tell you, uh, <laughs> Digger there, he gets worked up, Coach. I think yeah. He's putting him in his place a little bit. <laughs> um. You know, the Alabama-Texas argument, I can see both sides of it, but kind of like Barry saying, Alabama's playing better football right now than Texas is, I would say. I talked to a Texas guy out here in Dallas a week or two ago. He says, I believe Alabama probably beat us now. You know, he said, especially with the quarterback out. But, you know, they play TCU this weekend. I guess that's the game maybe they could get well on, I'm not, you know, I don't know. Maybe TCU could rise up and play one good game. I I don't know. TCU's, what, four and five now. So they're not too promising. But uh, I think if Alabama were to run the table and beat Georgia, it'd be hard to keep them out. And what would Texas's biggest win be? Alabama. (laughs) But then the problem, Coach, is that Washington finishes undefeated and say we only get one team out of the Big Ten and we got the ACC camp, Florida State. Nobody's talking about Louisville. They're a pretty good team. They're going to win that other division and play Florida State. Um, And uh, and then there you go. One good team's going to get left out this year. Yeah, Texas, uh, they've got, uh, TCU, as you said, they got Iowa State on the road and they finish up with Texas Tech. Uh, then they'll have to play in the Big 12 championship game. And they, as Digger said, I think Quinn Yours is supposed to be back. He's day to day now. So, uh, you know, they'll use that as we weren't playing as well because our starting quarterback wasn't in. If he comes back and they light it up, uh, we'll see. Uh, it'll, it, you know, we're talking about all this now. Somebody's going to get upset. It's going to work itself out in the long run. Oh yeah, you know, just just hang in there and keep winning your football games at each 
school and it'll work its way out. Something's going to happen, you know. There's going to be a heck of an upset on championship Saturday. Boy, there's some real games lining up that Saturday on December 2nd if it, you know, keeps falling into place. But, you know, if Alabama beats Kentucky Saturday, they clinch. But I'm telling you guys, the tougher ball game than Georgia is going to be in Jordan Hare on the November 25th. You better buckle your chin strap for that one. Really? Especially if Auburn wins four in a row here, goes to Arkansas and wins. Alabama needs Arkansas to win to stop some of this momentum they got going. Well, the schedule. What do you think, Coach? Schedule lightened up for Arkansas. I think Arkansas beats. I think Arkansas beats Auburn. You do? Yeah. Are you giving us your early blue plate? No, I'm not. Uh, that's going to be my <laughs> hey, dessert plate. It'll be a blue plate that no, nobody will, everybody will say, what? Why do you put that? You know, they'll hey, wonder why. Hey, Coach, you were on the stuff when New Mexico State earlier in the year. They've won like five in a row. They're going to make a bowl. Yeah. I guess you know, you genius. Got on nobody, too nobody knows it. Yeah. What was he yeah. on? What do you mean he was on something in New Mexico State? What are you Man, gonna get on me. He don't, he don't like if I get on to something. What are you talking about, <laughs> cowboy? Hey, Coach, did you see that? Speaking of New Mexico State, those players brought guns in the locker room to harass players? And that guy got another job, so uh, he's coaching a junior college now, Greg Heyer. So, uh, well, let me tell you who's going to get knocked out of the, out of, out of the whole deal. Florida State. You think so, Coach? Mm. Who's going to beat them? Well, they got Miami, I think. They got Florida at home. They got, I mean, got Florida at Gainesville, and they got the ACC championship game. Yeah. I thought Miami might have had a shot at them, but they lost last weekend, Miami. NC yeah. State's pretty good. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they're playing Miami this weekend. They're, uh, the odds makers got them a 14.5-point favorite, which doesn't mean anything. You'll forget North Alabama plays. Yeah, North Alabama, and they're at Florida. Um, Coach, are you going down as an invited guest to the Lions for that no, game? Florida no, State? I'm, I'm, only time I'm going to North Alabama, Barry's team plays up there the 21st and 22nd of December in a tournament. And if he wins the first game on the 19th, I'm going to, up to you at back to UNA. There you go. Thank you, Cowboy. I got you. All right. Be good, Barry. Right, Thank uh, you. Hey, Barry, I was in agreement with you on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, right. They did what they're supposed to do. They just didn't report it the right way. I was talking talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Well, we certainly don't leave, leave Bob Prince out. Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes are attorneys that know the law. And if you have an accident and this could have been avoidable and you have somebody come after you and you, uh, an injury, then Prince Glover and Hayes are the people who visit with. They will represent you as attorneys that know exactly what to do. They have been down that road before and they will help you in every way they possibly can. So you're confused about it. It's something brand new for you. You don't know what direction to go. Then you call them at three four five one two three four, and go by Rice Mine Road. They'll visit with you in person, and I think you'll be. Hopefully, you don't have to do this, but if you do, and sometimes you, you can't, you got to, you got to have some help. Three four five one two three four. Prince Glover Day. Prince Law It is the website. Always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. It's a tied one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports.
No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic starting to calm down around the area. We still see some congestion up around County High on Rose Boulevard and on 69 at Mifflary. Now, if you see conditions, just give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Towns of Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa Toyota, go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Look at the new inventory, use inventory. You can schedule a service right there on the website. Uh, great deals out at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Looking to get something for the holidays. Swing by Skyland Boulevard. See Justin, see David DeSantis. They got a great, the Grand Highlander, a beautiful new car. A lot of people are, are getting, but they also got the Toyota Camry. All the trucks, everything out there at Tuscaloosa Toyota. So swing by there today and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, let's get some Nick Saban sound here. Uh, Noah, let's just go ahead and start with his opening comments yesterday uh, at his noon press conference. So, you know, no new thoughts after watch, watching the LSU game. Uh, there's, you know, probably the most complete game we played all year, um, especially the way we executed in the second half. I thought offensively, you know, we controlled the line of scrimmage. We had great balance. Jalen played really well, obviously, you know, being the player of the week. Um, but, you know, I think that... Um, you know, this team has created an opportunity for itself, so everybody's got to make a choice on, you know, what, what do you want to do to prepare and to continue to play at the level that we're capable of playing at and to continue to improve. And, um, you know, I don't think this is a time for anybody to be complacent. Um, I know that even Sunday morning when I got up, you know, I was like, wow, I'm tired, you know, but got to go man you got to keep going you got to keep grinding you got to keep um focused on what you have to do to get better and to prepare for the next game because you know kentucky is completely different type of team uh, than what we played against a week ago and what we did last week is not going to have any impact on what we do this week um they're tough they're physical they're well coached you know um you know, Coach Stoops does a really, really good job with his team in terms of, you know, the competitive character that they play with and the intangible that intangibles that they have. And, you know, they're six and three. Uh, and, you know, they've got some really explosive players on offense. The quarterback has played really well for them. They've got great balance on offense. Their defense is tough and physical and uh, really well coached in terms of what they do. Uh, you know, uh Barry and Brown is really good uh, returner. So th- they've got lots of good players. Uh, very challenging preparation uh, for both sides of the ball. All right. Uh, just thoughts of what Coach Yeah, that's just what we thought. You know, just he's exactly what he's going to say. got to be ready to play mentally to, to win. He didn't say it like that, but it, he knows it. You know, they're a little bit different kind. They're not going to throw it a lot. Actually, they're... Their best offense goes against Alabama's best defense, the running game. Alabama can stop that. 
Uh, they, I don't think they're going to throw it effectively enough to, to beat Alabama, but I think he has to be ready to play. All right. Uh, Noah, let's go ahead and uh, we'll move down the list a little bit there. Uh, and let's have it uh, let's play about Jalen Milrow on the offense growing with Jalen Milrow, who, you know, people now are trying to talk, put him on the Heisman. Come on, people. Uh, he's not a Heisman. Uh, trophy candidate uh but he is, but he is improving uh for sure uh he's a great kid i think he's a great interview great team guy but heisman come on uh but here's what coach said about uh about Jalen milrow no i think that um it's probably a combination of both uh, i think as Jalen gets more comfortable more confident um is reading and seeing things so he and actually do a little more uh, and do some different things. Uh, but I also think that, you know, the rest of the guys around him are getting more comfortable and uh, executing better. So all those things contribute to us being able to do a few things that, you know, we can take advantage of. But that's different, you know, every week in terms of what kind of defense are you playing and what do they do and uh, how can you try to take advantage of it. Uh, I think that was just talking about uh, you open up the playbook more as you grow and you feel more comfortable uh, giving him more. And it seems like they've done that. And he's proven to take care of the football. So you start expanding the playbook. Uh, he's using his legs more. But he also I mean, threw some nice little dump passes. Uh, he's thrown the long ball well. So this kid is improving each and every week. Yeah, he is. He's gotten a lot better. And, they, and they're, they're a sound football team. They played – they played hard and they played well. And I think um, you know. I think it's just team. You can you got to be ready to play. You come in there and throw a couple of interceptions and don't play well. And it's like you talk about if if Kentucky could control the tempo of the game, which they probably can't, but they'll try and shorten the game. It would be you know a close game. I don't know what you said. What did you say it was twelve points now. Something. Uh, Alabama. I think it's. Uh... Ten and a half, I believe. Uh, okay. All right, uh, Kevin Steele. They asked Coach Pacific about Kevin Steele. So I always listen closely <laughs> to what he says uh, about them making adjustments, and then coaches compliments Kevin, but he also uh, compliments. He, he didn't call the other staff by name, but he talks about it's uh, all the staff is uh, doing great things on the field. Kevin's up in the box, which is a little bit different. Uh, than what it's been here in the past. I know Kirby and Pete Goldie were always on the field, so I, let, I guess Coach lets them do what he wants to there. But here's what he had to say about Kevin Steele. Yeah, well, we all contribute to trying to make adjustments in the games, and Kevin's done a really, really good job. He's in the box, so he has a really good perspective of, you know, what's what what, what we didn't do correctly, what we need to fix, what's not working, uh, what might work better. So... Um, but I think we also do a great job on the sidelines of showing the players the series before. And um, the first series of the second half was not a good one for us, but um, we actually played better um, toward the end of the game. Uh, but I think we need to uh, have a little more consistency. You know, the drive right before the half was not great, and the first drive of the second half was not great. But... Uh, then I thought we played really, really well after that. But we, we, we just want to try to um, – we're getting a lot of stuff, man, lots of multiples that the players have to adjust to. And um, we, we want to do more things but make it simpler for the players. 
so that we, we can actually do these things and be able to adjust to all the stuff that we're seeing um, so that they're confident that they can make the adjustments we need to make. How do you do that? Do more things, but make it simpler for the players. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the answer to that one. It, it, they, they're scouted to death. And I think, I think uh, Tommy's added some stuff. And, uh, and I think because of the nicks and knacks that, that, that Milrow had, he didn't run with the ball much. But they, I think he adds stuff as they go through. I think he's done that. So I think he's going to continue to do that. And I think he's really done a pretty good job, really. Nobody does thinks that but me, but I do. I've done pretty well. You talking about Tommy Reese? Yeah, I think he's done okay. Right. He's, um, <laughs> he's learned a personnel. Uh, he's gotten more comfortable uh, with Milrow, uh, what he can and what he can't do. Everybody, you know, wanted him to run Milrow more, but I think sometimes you're. These guys look at the backups, you know, and they're a little bit afraid to run this guy as much. Uh, but, you know, you had to have this LSU game, so you got to do everything you can to win it. Uh, but they probably don't want to get this guy hurt either because uh, they don't like what's behind them. I don't know that. That's just me speculating based on what I saw in the South Florida game, which is not really fair to those guys. But uh, maybe a big gap between Nilro and the next guy, so we'll see. All right, we'll take this last break and come back and wrap up the show. We squeeze in a phone call to 205-342-9904. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic starting to calm down around the area. We still see some congestion up around County High on Rose Boulevard and on 69 at Bitlary. Now, if you see conditions, just give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Towns of Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Tuscaloosa weather. Another warm November day today. Mostly sunny with a high at 81. For tonight, fair, the low 55. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. The high also 81. Thursday, increasingly cloudy. A chance of showers Thursday night. The high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Go to www.alabama1.org. Look at all their products and services there. As your holiday season's come, they have some great loan specials uh, there for you need to do some shopping. But if you also need a car, you need a mortgage, you need a credit card, I highly recommend Alabama 1. All right, uh, Dad, you look at these team schedules. Uh, I'm talking basketball now. How do you schedule based on the team that you have back? I think Coach Oates knows he has a new team, although talented. So, uh, I think he's got four straight home games there to try to, you know, learn his rotation, learn his team, and then they get into some deep water, uh, with the Ohio State's, Purdue's, uh, Creighton, those types of teams. But, uh, I think the structure of your schedule is important. I think probably a smart way to set that up to have some home games early to kind of find out what you got. Yeah, I believe, I believe that. I, believe, I think structure schedules, I think scheduling is, uh, right below recruiting and coaching. 
And so uh, yeah, I think the schedule gives them an opportunity to see. You know, if you're going to play that many people yesterday, keep everybody a little bit happy. It's a lot of people. You're going to cut down on that till. I don't know how many he plays. I played eight, but it doesn't matter what I played. So uh, it's they're going they're going to have a good team, and um, I think the five teams around them in the league when you get to the league are going to be good. It's going to be an eighteen game, and they <clears throat> they did get they did get uh, as, as their two new teams this year, uh, Florida and Tennessee. Which means that they play them twice. I'll talk about that later in the week, uh, and that's you know a little bit, a little bit more, more difficult. I don't, I don't know how good Florida is. Florida and Missouri are two teams that I don't know about yet. All right, tonight uh, in the SEC, the rest of the teams will play Auburn. Vanderbilt takes on. Uh, Presbyterian at home and then Auburn, I don't know why they're out in Sioux Falls, South Dakota and they take on Baylor. Uh, Baylor actually a one and a half point favorite. Uh, uh Bruce Pearl said, hey, they can get exposed, uh, in some areas tonight. Uh, they got a lot of new kids as well. Just your yeah. thoughts about Auburn and Baylor. Uh, well, that was kind of confusing schedule to me too. I, I, I didn't know why he would do that. But uh, he, I guess he has his reasons, and maybe the guarantee was good. I have no idea. But uh, I think Auburn's team is going to be good. I, I, I'm not sure if their big man is, is as good as everybody says it is. So I, says he is, I could be dead wrong. Uh, I don't think he is, but uh, we'll see. That should be, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter where you pick. But in, of the six that are picked, he and out there in Alabama picked, you know, right in there with. Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, so um, and and Texas A and M. Texas A and M will guarantee you Texas A and M will be twelve and zero when they start the league. Yeah, Mississippi State <laughs> will play on uh, Wednesday. Uh, they'll take on Arizona yeah, lost State. That, that lost that league player for the whole year. Yeah, and that game is in Chicago. So uh, basketball's here. College football still rolling. You got the NFL, NBA. So it's a a victim high school basketball starts uh started actually last Friday but uh we actually start tonight out at Northridge take on a good Oak Mountain team so all these teams will be playing so we'll start doing some having some high school coverage as well. All right, that's it for today's show. Uh appreciate you Noah. We'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris show so keep it locked in. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day everybody.